411Live. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. 411Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl. 411Live. Consider this. You committed a minor offense. Now you have a criminal record. You've done your debt to society, and you're ready to start a new life. Something great for yourself and for your family. But there's a problem. That criminal record is following you. You can't obtain the job that you really want. You're having trouble getting the housing that you really need. How do you get this monkey off your back? Hello, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Today I have a special guest to talk about a solution. Shanielle McLeod. She's the founder of Clean Slate Milwaukee, or I should say Clean Slate MKE. Welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for mu- so much for having me. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a pleasure. We talked, um, what, a few weeks ago, and I was just truly impressed with with this program that you have. You started this in, I think, 2012? Correct. Tell me, now, this program is to help people with convictions of low-level offenses get expungements. Correct. That's one of the goals. That's correct. Where did that come from? Wow, so that came from my own personal experience in needing an expungement. I have been in corporate my whole life, and an unfortunate event of my own, landed me with a conviction that I had to learn to get rid of because I had lost my job at NML. I was working in corporate, like I said, my whole life, and it was a life I couldn't go back to. You can't go back to because of this Because record. of this record. And so um, because, you know, once I found out what expungement was, I've, I've seen it as an opportunity to get what I thought my, was my life back mm-hmm. and in return it, it gave me a whole new life because it's, it put me in place to serve other people and help other people with getting a second chance and getting a fresh start even if it meant I couldn't yeah yeah uh, you know it's amazing to me some of the things that we we feel are pitfalls things that have had uh, a, just a detrimental impact in our lives and then we discover that we can use that experience to help others. Correct. And that's what you're doing. And I didn't see it that way in the beginning. Yeah. I was just trying to learn the ropes, which led me into, you know, um, being a paralegal in the first place, trying to learn how to read the law because the law is not a very easy thing to read and comprehend and apply. You know? Yeah. So once I learned how to be a paralegal. I went and interned at Legal Action, and I learned the step-by-step process of how to do an expungement and, you know, get rid of that criminal record, at least from CCAP, to increase the, you know, opportunities for employment, housing, education, and right. other the other things that... The other things that prevent people from moving forward with them, right? Their and, and CCAP being the Wisconsin Court System website. That's correct. That everybody goes to. That's right. <laughs> everybody goes to CCAP and CCAP people. It's an invasion of privacy, is what it really is. <laughs> 
and it, you know, but it, but it stopped me from, like you just said before. I remember sitting in man, sitting in manpower, passing all the tests. You know, they give you all these tests, and as soon as I get to the desk, she already got CCAP up, and mm. she's shaking her head no, and I needed that job. I, wow. When I say I needed that job, I'm talking about two rent, two months behind on rent. You yeah. know, we energies need their money. I needed that job, and so I remember. Um, I was. I remember I was sitting at the desk at the job center, and this guy was like, you know, I'm crying. I'm talking. About, I slipped into a deep state of mm-hmm. depression. I have never known poverty in my life. You yeah. know, so I'm I'm sitting at the desk, and this guy was like, What's wrong? Why are you crying? And I told him, and he said, It sounds like you need your record expunged. And then boom. That was it. That light bulb went off for me in 2007, and I have not been off of it ever since. So you took the route of paralegal seeking, you know, that avenue because of this? That's correct. Because you hadn't thought about this before? No, I was in corporate. Like, I, if I would have never lost my job mm-hmm. in, in, in corporate America, I honestly probably still would have been there. Yeah. I had no reason to come into this area of my life. I'd never been in jail before. I've never been in jail since then. I'm not a criminal. Mm-hmm. But once you get that record, you're labeled a criminal. And when people see CAP, you, that's all they see. That's okay. all they see is that one occurrence that you've done, and now it's like your brand and it's like your label. And they don't see past that. It, it, when, when it comes to applying to certain corporate jobs or, or even, you know, the education entity, the banking inter- industry, that record carries more weight than your resume. Wow. It wow. does. You know, we were talking before, and you, you were saying that it really it, it, it affects women yeah. more than anything else. It does. Because what women are going to those jobs seeking those, those entities. Jobs. That's mm-hmm. right. So think about it like this: people would think about mass incarceration. They think about men, mm-hmm. but when it when it comes to criminal records and seeking opportunity, a men men particularly go into the skilled trades. They're 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 mechanics. They're plumbers. They're electricians. I'm not saying that women can't be, but for the most part, when the last time a mechanic. You need to hire a mechanic. Did you ask about his criminal record? No, because if he can start that job, start that car, he got the job. <laughs> That's all you care That's about. That's all you care about, you know. But but women, for the, for, you know, and then they're entrepreneurs. Most men, they are entrepreneurs. They don't, they got a record. They go and start selling stuff. They start car shops. They go into trucking, automotive. The automotive industries and the trucking industries don't care about your criminal record. You know what I'm saying? They care about driving record, yes. Criminal record, no. It's the flip side with women. When women, for the most part, we're nurturers. We're going into the cares industry, health care, child care, elder care, all in which your background is on the forefront. The the education industries, like I said before, the banking industries, Mm -hmm. all on the forefront. When it comes to getting that position, they're going to look at your background first. And if you can't pass those, you can't get clearances and you can't get, you know, past the, the, the licensing boards and stuff like it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. It's an automatic bar. And it doesn't matter how old that record is. I talk to many women who have had, you know, food stamp fraud, you know what I'm saying, from 1990s and, and AFDC. You know what I'm saying? We don't even use the term AFDC no more. That just shows how old the record is. But those records still play a role in seeking opportunities. 
It still does. Wow. Okay. So Clean Slate MKE, what are you doing? So I'm a paralegal. I've been a paralegal for 13 years now. And um, so we do doc prep. Thank mm-hmm. you. So we do doc prep oh, for the most part. Um, we prepare documentation for people who are eligible to have their records expunged or seeking their to get their rights back, also known as a pardon. So we if so let's just say we get somebody, we vet them to see if they're even qualified to have their record expunged. And in the event that they are, we help them with the process. The expungement process can be quite complicated mm-hmm. and expensive. And for people in the inner city of Milwaukee that are low income, if they can actually be eligible to have their record expunged, but they can't have the record expunged because they can't afford a lawyer. Mm. So that's what we come in. We come in to be the affordable legal service for indigent and low level, low income, sometimes no income people in the city of Milwaukee. Right. Because I was that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was that low income person, you know, that was looking for jobs and, you know, looking for opportunity and was hit walls everywhere I turned, you mm-hmm. know. So we want to be that entity that helps people, you know, with that process. So you help them with the paperwork? The, the A to Z. A to Z. Yeah. And then they, you know, apply yeah. or send we, it. We file. You file for them. Yeah. And a lot of times they do get the expungement? Yeah. They're, so we, we've been doing more pardons than mm-hmm. expungement, but – Taking consideration, your success is my success. So I needed to go through the same way you needed to go through. So if it's not eligible, I'm not filing. Mm-hmm. But if I file, I want to say we're in a 90% success rate. That's great. That's yeah. great. So you did this, this expungement, thinking about your own case. That's correct. But you, you weren't eligible. I was not eligible because at the time – so while I was in Georgia – let me back up. So while I was in Georgia, something – historical had happened. Wisconsin had expanded their expungement laws um, to include felony convictions for the first time ever in life. You know, before that law had been passed, it only applied to people who were 21 years of age and under, and it only applied to misdemeanors. Okay. I was 25 at the time, so I was outside of the age range. Mm -hmm. And when that law had expanded, it wasn't made retroactive. Uh-huh. So it was, it didn't include me at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, I, of course, here comes the devastation again because I come back to Milwaukee thinking that I'm going to, you know, get my record expunged because the law, you know, changed only to learn that I was still out of the loop because it, it wasn't was, retroactive. It wasn't retroactive. Wow. Yes. And this was like 2010. Right. So you get this bad news. And instead of just trying to move on, okay, I'm going to do my paralegal thing and go on, go on. You decide, well, you know what? I'm going to help some more folks. Yeah. I start helping my mom. Really? My mom had a record. See, I was so, my mom, I remember my mom going to medical college. I remember my mom going to medical school in Michigan when I was younger, but I never knew why she wasn't in her field. She wasn't in her field because she had a fight at Capitol Court. Anybody know anything about Milwaukee Capitol Court? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So that's just how long she had a, a fight at Capitol Court in, in 1980. So she had something on her record from 1980 before I was even born. Oh my and she was not able to go into the healthcare field because of that, that record. record. So she was always doing working three and four jobs here and there and and never really was happy because she was outside of her element. 
Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and that's another thing. When you take people outside of their natural element, now here comes the mental illness and other kind yeah. of stuff. But we don't, that's a different conversation. And the stress. Yeah. Oh, stress, okay. right. Mm-hmm. So once I found out what, what actually happened, um, I was able to help my mom get a record expunged because it happened when she was 19 years old. So then I was like, okay, so I'm learning. So I just start. Pra- I literally practice on my family members first. Oh my! My gosh. mom, my sister, my cousin's boyfriend. You know, just you know everybody in my family. Then, then I'm sitting in that same job center, which is the um, the the YW building the, on Third and Reservoir. Mm-hmm. So I go back to that same building, and I'm looking. I'm still looking for jobs, but then I'm looking around, and I'm seeing that I'm surrounded by people who may also have records. They're not gonna get those jobs if they got a record. Mm-hmm. So now I'm asking the the young lady next to you, see cap yourself. Let me see cap you to see if I can help you get your record expunged. And the rest is history. Oh wow! Yeah, so I just start helping the people around me, and then the word got out that that's what I did, and here we are, eleven years later. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So we see expungement and, you know, the parameters of that. Yeah. So some people are, like you, not eligible for it. Right. Then you go to pardon. Yes. So how difficult is that? A pardon is actually a lot easier than an expungement. Are you serious? Way. It's because we have a new governor. Okay. So let me just quickly say the difference between an expungement and a pardon. Okay. So an expungement is known as a judicial clemency. A pardon is an an executive clemency. A pardon is a full restoration of your rights. It basically restores you back to the day before you was convicted of a felony. You get all your rights back. None felon status. An expungement removes information from from public view, CCAP, um, but does not give you your rights back. So I tell people that just because your record is expunged don't mean you, you can go and, you know, bear arms and go and right. apply to all these different places because just because your record expunged, you're still a felon. But a pardon, Governor Evers has been really good since 2019, and he reestablished the Pardon Advisory Board and has done 906 pardons. Wow. In that time frame, and I know I put in um, over a hundred. I'm actually the, about one thirty-eight. One thirty-eight. One hundred and thirty-eight pardon applications. Yes. In uh, how much? What's the span of time mm-hmm. since you put in one hundred and thirty-eight? How long? Since well, we got twenty twenty held us up. You okay. know that pandemic situation. So I would say from about the end of twenty twenty to date. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. We go hard. We go hard. And I got about seven pending. Oh, my goodness. So let's talk about the life change for these folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they have, they get a pardon and they're back to before it ever happened. Or if they get an expungement and it's no longer, you know, people can't see it on CCAP. What happens? You got a story for me? I got a story called uh, From Homeless to Homeowner. Oh. It was a young man that I met at the Homeless Connect. Uh-huh. He had aged out of child care. I mean, I'm sorry, aged out of foster care, and he had stole some food from Lena's. He had a record, and we was able to get his record expunged. And um, after that, you know, it's a restoration of confidence, too, mm. because it'll make a person set up and they're able to do things that they didn't think they could. Yeah. 
and he's now a sheriff deputy. Shut up. Yes. He worked and he just purchased a home of his own. Wow. And I talked, the last time I talked to him, he said it feels so remarkable because he used to be the one getting pulled over. Now he's the one pulling people <laughs> over <laughs> on the highway. But you have to see the life, the 360 transformations of people's life. You know, I can I can give you many stories. It's you a know. restoration. It's a restoration. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk more with Shanielle McLeod on all of this expungement and pardon. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Multiple studies have shown that marijuana can slow both driver reaction and response time, which can be really dangerous. He's here. He's here. Wait, wait, wait. What? I can't drive. What? Why? My. Oh. Here's Grandma Florence after that flood wiped out the whole neighborhood. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And is the best way to protect that legacy. Your family is your legacy. Planning for a natural disaster will make sure you're all safe. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Welcome back to the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. I am continuing my conversation with Shanielle McLeod. Give me another story. Sure. So we had did an event down at the Clint Rose Center in 2016. And um, I met this young man. It was actually our reentry jobs and housing event. Okay. And so uh, I met this young man by the name of Khalif. And when you when you first meet him, you can tell he was he was out of it. Mm. it you know, some of these people only got it in them to try one more time before they go back to doing whatever it is they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, he was feeling some type of way. I looked at his record right there on the spot. And I, I didn't tell him at now, the time. Are you, are you at the job center at this? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Well, we was at the we was at the Clint Rose Center. Oh, that's right. Okay, go on. So we we had an event, uh-huh. and so um, I'm looking at his record at the time, and I'm I didn't tell him, but I said I can do this. <laughs> so really quickly, his background story is he got busted um, smoking pot at a graduation party. They had just graduated from high school. He got, you know, accepted into, I believe, Whitewater. Couldn't go because he's because got the record. He's got a newfound felony record. Cops busted the graduation party. That's how that. That's how that went. Wow. He was terrified to tell his aunt. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I later learned that his mom passed away from some bad medicine, and he always had a dream of as a child to to study medicine. And so his his aunt wanted him to go to St. Luke's, but he couldn't tell her that he couldn't be in St. Luke's Hospital because of that felony. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it, and I was like, I can do this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I got his record expunged. I, I, we did that. And you can t- when I say you can see every tooth in his <laughs> mouth. Like it, you know, because it make me happy too to mm. be able to do that. And since the, he got a job, he not only did he get a job, he got two jobs. He got in St. Luke's and he worked at Usinger Sausage. The, the, he got married, finna have children. Like oh, they, wow. these are men. They stand up. They, you know, you mm-hmm. know, to watch a, a, a 
adolescents grow to a man. He right. stand up as a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to give our men that power back to stand up as men so they can feel like men and behave like men. Right, right. And take care of their family as men. But we, I have a, a mission. We on, we on a rescue mission, you know, to help people um, that are bound by this this dark cloud of mm-hmm. that record. And if I can do it, I'm going to do it. I don't care if they can pay me or not because my blessings come from somewhere else. There you go. So I did it for them, you know. And both of these entities, we don't charge them. We don't charge them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just that um, I like those stories because every time we see them, you know, um, wherever I see them on Facebook or whatever, they're doing very well. Yeah. These are not people that's going back to crime. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like people, we get it all the time, like, from the, the legislators. Well, what if we expunge the records and they go back? They're not going back. Right. As a matter of fact, if you don't expunge the record, they're likely to go. That's back. the problem. So when we talk about this, because people listening and going, well, these criminals, we don't, you know, but we're talking low level crime. And I always want to emphasize the difference mm-hmm. because what happens is when you say criminal record, people's brains go to the most heinous crimes we can think of. But our incarceration rates is not due to violent crimes, if we let the truth be told. It's because of drugs. Mm. Drugs is the, you know, the 1971 drug war is what led to the over incarceration of people of color. It's not because they were mass murderers. Yeah. It wasn't because they were rapists. It was because of the bad drug laws right. that still exist on the books today. So that's what it really is. We going to, you know, some people like to get amnesia, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. play, and play dumb as to to, to not and, and, and act like they don't know what's been happening in the inner city is in the over policing, over prosecution, the, the disparities in sentencing. In the yes. Milwaukee County, we have a we have a drug felony court and we have a drug treatment court. Black people don't go to drug treatment court. They almost always go, go to, to drug, the drug felony. felony. That's right. Especially black men. Yeah. So, you know, that's our, a problem. Our brothers is done a certain way. And we got to we got to acknowledge that, especially if we're going to talk about black male unemployment. Black male unemployment is high because black male incarceration is high. Black male incarceration is high because black male unemployment is high. What we expect them to do, especially if we expect them to be the leaders of the household. Right. What are we going to do now? What happens now? Where where do we go from here? Where do you go from here? You know, um. More people, people listening, and they may be thinking, well, I, I think I would qualify for that. What do they need to do? How do they get in touch with you? So first they would have to know if they qualify. Mm-hmm. And in order to qualify to have your record expunged, whatever happened had to have happened before your 26th birthday. 26 is the, the big number. Okay. So 25 and under. 25 and under. You have to be off probation and or parole. Mm-hmm. All your fines, fees, restitution has to be paid back. So if the judge said you have to do community service, you have to do parenting classes, you have to do AODA, you have to do those things because that's the part, that's the conditions of your sentence. Mm-hmm. And um, so all fines, fees, restitution has to be paid back. Um, if it's a felony, it has to be before, um, to, um, after 2009. If it's a misdemeanor, it really is no cutoff or whatever. And then if you meet those those basic bullet points, we can, you know, move forward, but you have to meet them, and really there's no way around it. It's extremely technical. You you don't hit any of those. It's not happening. And in, in regards to a pardon, you just have to be off probation for five years, and you can't be on a sex offender registry. So when mm-hmm. I say we're not helping, 
you know, we're not trying to get rid of cases for people who have rape, you know, people who have child molestations. They would have never been eligible for expungement or pardon in the first place, never. Mm -hmm. So we're not helping people who's hurting other people. We're helping people that's trying to help themselves. Right. That's that's what we're doing. Right. Wow. This makes so much sense. So much sense. We all got people in our families that have had records from years. Ask, ask any of your uncles. <laughs> ask any of your uncles. They have records. They're any of your aunts. They may not talk about them. They may not verbalize it. But I just want people to know that um, it's a lot being done in um, the second chance world. And I wish the more people would speak out, especially help us with, you know, trying to make changes um, in legislative policy, state policy, local policies um, that impact, you know, um, criminal records impact people's ability to obtain jobs. But Milwaukee has always had um, an issue with housing discrimination. Yeah. That's what the March on Milwaukee was about, right. housing discrimination. And it, at one time, it was a, it was completely legal to say that you couldn't live in this area or live on this in this property on this property because you're black. But they can't say that anymore legally. But they can if you're a felon. If you're a felon, you, they can outright and legally say no, you can't you can't live over because here because you're a felon. Right. It yeah. may be because you're black. Right. But but legally, but can, yeah. they can say, like, you check that box. You know, people talk about banning the box for employment purposes, but is it needs to, that box needs to be banned for em, admissions and applications for um, colleges, universities. Mm -hmm. And it also need to be on property management applications, too, because you check that box, you check yourself out. You, you mentioned legislation. What legislation needs to happen now? Oh, it's time you have. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of legislation that needs to happen. But um, Clean Slate, along with our state representative and some other um, legislators, have been working on um, a, some second chance bills. You mm -hmm. know, so for the last 11 years, Evan Goyke and I have been trying to pass this expungement law. And we actually going, we're actually going up for a Senate hearing meeting. Um the 19th. Mm -hmm. And so to give us one more swing. And so, you know, what we're trying to do is um, pass this law, this expungement law that would do three things. It will remove the age limit because mm -hmm. Wisconsin is the only state that has an age limit when it comes to who can get their records expunged. It's, okay. it's ridiculous. So uh, that 25 and other under. Yeah. Get rid of that. Yeah. Okay. And to make it retroactive. Mm. Like I said before, we all have family members that have had records from the 80s, the 70s sometimes, mm -hmm. um, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, early right. 2000s, that's still dealing with those records. And that's what, we, that's, what we, that's what we're looking to do. And according to the Badger State Institute in 2018, um, on the upwards of 86,000 people will be eligible to have their records expunged Gosh. if that law passes. Wow. Did you get a pardon? No, I wasn't a felon. It was a misdemeanor that was I was seeing. Okay. But I would have been the first person to fill out for a Because I always use myself as an example. You know, and we talk about this, and I know we're just about out of time, but when you talk about the, the expungement, what's on CCAP, that could include somebody who was not convicted. That's right. Right? Yeah. Say you were just, you were arrested, yep. and, that's, and it's on CCAP, yeah. and it stays there. Yeah. 
And so when people look up your name and they, they'll see that, right? Yes. So expungement would help them. Yeah, so expungement also is two expungement processes. Okay. There's an expungement process if you was convicted, and there's an expungement process if you was not convicted. Two completely separate processes. Okay. So, for example, let's just say that I get arrested and they decide not to charge, not to prosecute, but it's still on your record. The case get dismissed, but it's still on your record. Mm -hmm. Found now guilty, it's still on your record. So that's an easier process. It doesn't have an age limit. doesn't have that other set of criteria that I mentioned before. As long as the case is dismissed or not guilty, it's expungible. Okay. It's, it's, it has to go through the Department of Justice Crime Information Bureau, not the courts, but it can be done. There was, there was a, a thing that we had talked about before is the judge in, during sentencing need to say that you're eligible for expungement. Yes. Yes, the judge has to stipulate it at the time of sentencing. What, what's that about? Let the judges tell it it's a carrot. It's a carrot that is supposed to incentivize someone to stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're the only state that has that stipulation where the judge has to stipulate the expungement at the time of sentencing. And I asked, Ms., I asked Judge Stamper, uh, Russell Stamper, uh, I said, Judge, is it true? Is it true that the judge had to stipulate the time? He said, yeah. I said, but what if the judge is racist? He said, if. (laughs) What you mean, if? (laughs) I said, what are we going to do? I said, what can we do? He said, you got to change the law. And that's how I got started on the law day. That's how I got started on trying to change the law because it's nothing we can do. That's that's law. The judge had to stipulate expungement at the time of sentencing. Ain't no way around it. You have been a wealth of information. Thank you. So thank you for what you're doing. Um, This has been really, really enlightening. Janielle McLeod, founder of Clean Slate MKE. Look her up, and she has more information for you if you need it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Mm, Thank you, guys. Wonderful. And thank you for joining us for another episode. We like bringing interesting people and community issues to you. We are a nonprofit organization, so if you feel so inclined, go to our website, the411live.org. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is The 411 Live, real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.